Yeah, that was more Georgie and less orgy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's a child. Whoa. Is that in reference to the scene that was not included? Yeah, the controversial book scene. Oh my god. Uh how do we how do we get past that? That's a great start. Let's start with an underage orgy to start the uh, the whole episode. <clears throat> Welcome to Screen Fix. The show where we do not condone underage sexual activity. We also fix a recent film. I am your host, JC. With me, as always, is the co-host Carries the Show. Lady Wan, say hi to everybody. Hello. And returning original, it is the mystery Mustachio. Mustachio, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. All right. You don't sound excited to be here, Mustachio. What's going on? Do I not? I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Give it to the, the crowd. crowd. Give the it crowd to them. can't see me smiling. We see it. It's, it's a Pennywise smile, too. <laughs> Speaking of things that the listeners cannot see, Lady Wan has new hair. <laughs> new hair, don't care. <laughs> Why have you done this? It's a little drastic. <laughs> it is spunky. It is, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Please describe this new hair for the listeners. And will you be putting the new hair on our social media platforms? Um, sure, I guess so. It's just a short layered darker cut. It's fall, y'all. I had to go darker and shorter because it's still hot as fuck and f- Wait, where? The Screen Fix studio is an ambiguous location. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it's hot here. <laughs> Can you bleep out the state? (laughs) Sure, yes. So, we are assembled to fix a movie. The second part, chapter two to chapter one of the film adaptation of Stephen King's 1986 horror novel. How long can this go? (laughs) His 22nd book. And his 17th novel, written under his own name of Stephen King, one where he conceived the story in 1978. He began writing it in 1981, finished it in 85. He originally wanted the character to be troll-like, a la the Three Billy Goats Gruff, a book that won the British Fantasy Award in 1987. Say it! It also had a 1990 two-part miniseries adaptation directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, as well as a 1998 television series. (laughs) It's like the smallest word. (laughs) This could only be the one, the only. (laughs) Oh my God. Just say it. It. Chapter two. Oh, that's killing me. (sighs) (laughs) To the losers. We made an oath. I swear. If it isn't dead, if it ever comes back, we'll come back too. We didn't stop it. Pennywise. The cloud. We can't let it happen again. For 27 years, I dreamt of you.
Okay, It Chapter 2, also directed by the same director from It Chapter 1, which I think was just called It when it came out. Mm-hmm. Directed by Andy Muschietti. A screenplay by Gary Doberman, of course, based on the Stephen King novel. The Adult Losers, Losers Club. Mm-hmm. Beverly Marsh is Jessica Chastain. Bill Denbro is James McAvoy. Richie Tozier is Bill Hader. Mike Hanlon is Isaiah Mustafa. Yes, Isaiah Mustafa from the Old Spice commercials. Anything is possible when your man smells like Old Spice and not a lady. I'm on a horse. <laughs> ben Hanscom is Jay Ryan. Eddie Kasprak is James Ransoni. And Stanley Uris is Andy Bean. And of course, Bill Skarsgård returns as Pennywise, the kind of frightening clown. Pennywise. It's also a cameo by Stephen King in there who says the ending suck, which is actually a dig at his own self because that is some criticism of Stephen King's own work that his ending suck. And I think this falls right in line with that. (laughs) So I saw this at a Cinebistro place where they serve you food. Nice. Which is fine. Someone did drop a plate (laughs) mid-movie. Was it scary? No, because the movie's not scary. This this is a comedy. Let's get that straight. (laughs) But yeah, the thing is like, okay, so movie theater, we expect to smell popcorn. Fine. You know, we know that going in. Popcorn's a pretty pleasant smell. Smelling someone's fried calamari is just a very different theater-going experience. Yeah, and you're watching, like, squid stuff on the Jade Orient restaurant table. Like, I wouldn't want to see that while smelling calamari. (laughs) It became like a... 4D. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, your theater going experience, Lady One, how, what was this like seeing this movie? Well, I am notoriously a scaredy cat. So I was very, very afraid just to go see it. I had to go alone on Friday the 13th and it was a full moon. So <laughs> my anxiety was high. <laughs> Not looking good already. Like, no. Whoa. Super spooky. That like uh, checks all the check boxes. Right? Of yeah. Scary movie time. Yeah. yeah. Bad stuff happens. So I booked a seat in the last row all the way in the corner and the seat next to me was empty. Like I looked on the app. Nobody had bought it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is fine. Like this is actually good because there's nobody for me to be embarrassed by like jumping next to. Like it's this yeah. is good. And then my whole row was empty when I first got there and I'm waiting. The trailer are starting and in walks a family of five like a mom and four children who were they what? were two teenagers and then two little kids like under 12 mm-hmm. like two little kids children. came in to see it chapter two yeah holding these big like big containers of popcorn and i'm just looking at them and i'm like I, my palms are already sweating it's the trailers and this little boy walks in and he's like mom can i see black christmas <laughs> like, what? Wow. like this kid is into scary movies i'm like oh no this is gonna be so embarrassing for me advanced kids yeah eventually like, Mom, though, what's wrong with this lady is she having a seizure eventually this guy came and sat next to me he definitely could not find his seat and did not care to figure out where he was supposed to sit because he sat next to me reclined all the way back and then fell asleep he was like "Ooh." a lady alone no he was there for the nap because he was relaxed and snoring 
Like, or maybe he's seen a, a porn that started that way. So he fell asleep? Yeah. Was full on snoring to the point where I, like, I wanted to shake him and be like, dude, <laughs> like you're in public. Dude, you're missing Stop some it. funny parts. <laughs> I'm surprised the black Christmas kid didn't, didn't get like, him. Didn't say something to him? <laughs> Let's go kick his ass. <laughs> he's like super adult. He's like, I paid $12 to get in here. I work hard for my money. Wake up. I got to work my lemonade stand tomorrow or nice and early. That's uh, terrible. Sorry about that. Uh, so uh, is there a, a 4D experience there? Honestly, it it helped me out because anytime there was like a really quiet, tense moment, he would just kind of be like next to me. And I'm like, OK, thanks for breaking the tension. I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> he left before it was over. He left with like 45 minutes left. He was clearly just there yeah, for a nap. Well. He was like, she didn't take the bait. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, that's his, that's his like sleep next to you technique. <laughs> yeah. I know you find it me unattractive, is. but when I fall asleep, things change. <laughs> he was no sleeping beauty. <laughs> he didn't have that it factor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dropping that one again. I think you dropped that one when we talked about this movie like a year and a half ago. All right, Mustachio, what was your movie viewing experience uh, for this So one? I saw it twice, and the first time um, I was watching it, and an hour and like 15 minutes in, the whole power of the theater went out. Everything. Everything. <gasps> so we're talking the scene right when Eddie is down inside the pharmacy basement, weird thing, looking at the curtain, and he's what? like, why the fuck is that still here? Pew! Power went out. Like, everything. Oh the theater was just God. like, like, people were just like, upset and we walk out lights out they've got like kind of half lights on um you walk out it's like the nostromo from alien it's just like dark lights and gas coming out of nowhere we gotta get out of here it's a little freaky in itself um it shows how kind of people react in situations like that and what they do i what like what you realize, oh, that, you know, like that person doesn't know how to talk to, you know, a frustrated 17 <laughs> year old that just wants to hand him a movie pass and make him leave. <laughs> so, no. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. I'm 15. I get paid minimum wage. <laughs> I actually don't understand yeah. your anger. <laughs> this is the highlight of my week, actually. I don't have to shovel popcorn right now. Yeah. And so that, that happened. And so for the next almost two hours, I was waiting around for another thing theater uh, to go see it then and I had a movie pass and power was out throughout like like the area the surrounding city where I'm at and people were oh driving gosh. like m just idiots and so it was pretty much like <laughs> don't get hit by a car cops are not gonna help this is like power is shut down throughout the city it had like and, the end of days yeah, it was something out of it like that <laughs> it, was, it was crazy and so when I finally got to the area of town that did have a theater and they were like we don't know what you're talking about you can come see it here I went and uh watched it and I walked in and it was exactly where I left off like I've never had what? I've never had that kind of like timing in my life <laughs> Like I wish I could. What That's a movie amazing. miracle! So it's right when it's a, it it's, is a movie miracle. It's right when the, lep <laughs> the leper thing is fighting Eddie, and I'm like, yes! I didn't have to like sit through all that shit again. <laughs> you yell in the middle. You yell. You scream in the theater. Yes! Three yeah! people pee their popcorn. Some kids are like this ain't Black Christmas. Oh yeah, like. I <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoa, Black Christmas oh, Kid shit. is here, too. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I, um. I walked into it right then, and so I can tell you the movie did not feel long because I had a two-hour intermission. <laughs>
And I was just like, I don't know what they're fucking talking about. This movie ain't long at all. It's great. <laughs> Did not seem long to me. Yeah, no. I, 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 uh, you know, okay. I, it's probably what the sleeping guy felt like too. It didn't seem long to me. He had a he had an hour nap. I had two hour nap, if you can call it that. <laughs> you know? uh, so it was a, it was an interesting experience. Did you, did, JC? Did you have any uh, theater going experience worth noting? Yeah, I t- I talked about it already. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's why I host Mustachio. <laughs> oh my god, I love you guys. <laughs> so before we just start diving into stuff, we gotta have the fresh hot stats, Lady One. What are the fresh hot stats on this one? So this movie did open to number one at the box office. It made $91 million in the U.S. and another $94 million Damn. overseas. The budget was $79 million, and it's probably going to continue to crush all through October. Whoa, because people are going to be seeing it for, for Halloween and stuff. Yeah, man. It's fall, y'all. This year for Halloween, we're going as the Losers Club. <laughs> I want to be I want to be Eddie's mom again. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Anyway, how about the critics? Did they like this one more or less than the original? And how about audiences? According to all sources, this movie is not as good as the first one. Oh. It is only sixty-two percent fresh from critics. While the Ugh. first one was 86% fresh. Ooh. And the audience score is 79% versus 84%. So that's pretty close. But yeah. as far as critics go, it's nowhere near. Generally less favorably received. Yeah. For critics, this is more in line with the TV miniseries. That is 61% fresh. So. <laughs> oh, wow. that don't think, that's uh. not fair. That is just Thanks, not guys. fair. <laughs> go, that that miniseries does not hold up. I believe in Santa Claus. I believe in the Easter Bunny. I believe in the Tooth Fairy. But I don't believe in you. This is battery acid. Now you disappear. <laughs> oh, but John Ritter, though. Oh, John Ritter. <laughs> oh. I love him. It got him. <laughs> all right. So that so that's how people liked it. I think we all agree that it's not as strong as the first one, correct? Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to fix this bitch. But before we do that, let me go ahead and give you a quick plot summary. We are going to give it to you from Movie Pooper because Movie Pooper wipes away the excess. Ew. <laughs> if I see that tagline on their website, I will be contacting them immediately. <laughs> 27 years after the Losers Club defeated the evil clown Pennywise, it has resurfaced and begun to claim more victims. Mike Hanlon, who never left the town of Derry, becomes aware of its return, and he calls Bill Denbro, Ben Hanscom, Beverly Marsh, Richie Tozier, Stanley Uris, and Eddie Kasprak to come back. All of the losers return home, except Stanley, who slits his wrists, since he knows he cannot face Pennywise again. Mike tells the losers that they can kill Pennywise for good by performing an ancient ritual using artifacts from their childhood. The losers split up and go around Derry to recover their personal artifacts, all while Pennywise attempts to get back inside their heads and torment them. Meanwhile, psycho-bully Henry Bowers escapes from a mental institution to kill the losers, but he is killed by Richie after an attack. Bill fails to save a young boy from being a victim of Pennywise, so he and his friends prepare to kill it once and for all. The ritual turns out to be a dud, and Pennywise takes on his true monstrous form to kill the losers. They overcome their fears and fight back, but Pennywise fatally impales Eddie. The losers then force Pennywise to believe 
believe that he is a small and powerless little clown, and they rip his heart out and destroy him. The losers split up once again and go back to their lives, now less afraid than before. Ben and Bev start a relationship, while Richie, who was in love with Eddie, honors his memory by... By scratching his, <laughs> by scratching the first letter of his name into some wood. Yeah, that's how you do Subtle. it. Yeah. <laughs> Bill reads a letter that Stanley sent everyone in which he says he died to give the losers a better chance to fight it since he knew he was too afraid to go back himself. Mike also ends up leaving Derry for the first time to go see the world. And not just Florida. <laughs> and not just Florida. Do you guys have relatives that say Florida? Florida. Florida. Yeah. Remember your sunscreen. You got a wicked burn last time. <laughs> okay, so before we just start fixing this movie, <laughs> a lot of people work on a movie. We got to give them their due. What is something that you liked about this movie, Lady Wonka? I liked the grown-up losers. I can't decide who my favorite is, either Eddie or Ben or Richie or Bill. Uh, one of those. Were you hot for the now thin and hot Ben? Um... Like, he was very handsome, but that actor just, like, nailed the wistful looks that, like, little chubby Ben used to give Ben. (laughs) And so I was just only able to see him still as, like, chubby little Ben, even with his, like, six pack. (laughs) Yeah. We did get a shirtless scene. Passes the lady one test. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, we also got some boobs. They were <laughs> dangling from a giant witch, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, passes the JC test. I guess. <laughs> the JC test. Uh, What's my test? Minor expletives, mm. probably. There was a redhead. <laughs> there was. And as our resident redhead, were you like, yes, redhead representation? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't know who to like more, Jessica Chastain's Bev character or Pennywise. <laughs> I mean, I mean Pennywise, Pennywise is kind of upstaging her. It's, uh, I was a real alpha ginger. <laughs> yeah. And I think the blood soaked uh, Bev at the end was even more red. Oh, yeah. So I was yeah. like, can it get more red than this? Well. It can. <laughs> a little tear dropped down your face, didn't it? <laughs> I was like, he really outdid it in this one. All right. Uh, what is something that you liked about this one, Mustachio? Besides the red? Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I liked, I liked the funny stuff. Eddie and um, Richie's kind of dynamic between them is hilarious. This movie was so much funnier than I thought yeah. it was going to be. I had no idea it was going to be like jam-packed with comedy. <laughs> we know what we liked about it. JC, what did you like about it? I like that the movie was not afraid to take risks, and that goes along with the length of the movie. It goes along with shoving in humor, but also, like, including Stephen King's homophobia that he includes in his novel. Uh, there's a lot of that in the actual novel, and they didn't have to do that. You can make the argument whether they should have left it out or not, but I tend to enjoy some risky filmmaking. Yeah, go for it. Now that we said nice things, why don't we fix this movie? You guys ready? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lady One, why don't you give us your first fix? So my first fix is it's a little bit difficult for me to say because I am a certified Freddy cat. Like, I'm scared of everything i don't like seeing scary movies this is the first r-rated scary movie i've ever seen in the theater 
Huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> I saw the nun for for this show, and I was like all proud of myself yeah. until I walked out and realized it was PG thirteen, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> Still haven't gotten there yet until now. Yeah. So. I went into this movie fully prepared to get nightmares and be completely terrified and traumatized and all that fun stuff. And um, uh, I'm fine. Like, I'm, I made it. And I think that's because this movie was kind of too funny. Like, if, if I'm okay, you've done something wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, it just kind of felt like parts of the movie that I could tell would have been scary were completely undercut by hilarious moments i think the worst offender is the music cue for eddie oh. when he is oh when he's getting barfed on yeah by, by the leper yeah the entire theater erupted into laughter i'm like this visually is horrifying but it's so funny right now and nowhere else does the movie have like a quick random music cue like Right. It came in and it only played for a couple seconds and then it was abruptly gone again. Mm -hmm. That's something you only see in a comedy. Yeah, it was bizarre. The rest of it was like haunting score and not like like a soundtrack funny like usage. Yeah. I mean, the score also was really, really cool. Like, I don't know. It was a weird moment. And there were a few moments like that where it just really kind of took away from what should be some legitimate terror. Mm -hmm. and Undercutting what should make you horrified another example i can think of was when eddie and richie were at the three doors and yeah. <laughs> the super scary or whatever door had a yeah. pomeranian in it mm-hmm. it was hilarious then the pomeranian becomes like a killer crazy pomeranian it was it it was some goosebump shit yeah. it was it was like goosebumps it was it very was goosebumps, goosebumps level mm-hmm. yeah with like what's supposed to be like kind of scary or funny and you don't really know in between the zombie chauffeur taking like bowers around the city breaking him out cutting, the, <laughs> cutting yeah. the damn prison fence for him like what the fuck is <laughs> happening i know his little what? his little zombie sidekick that was running around like is this yeah i was like half expecting like the gremlins theme to start playing <laughs> it was just so goofy and th- those are just some some visual examples. The movie was loaded with verbal humor as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You would have taken out a couple of those moments that undercut what should have been a, a horrifying moment. Lady mm-hmm. One. I mean, I appreciated it, but come on, guys. Make me, make me a little scared. It's like the ticket I bought was for a horror movie, <laughs> not for um, Scary Movie 6. <laughs> Th- that zombie show for... Might as well have been Marlon Wayans. <laughs> Mustachio, what's your first fix? I want to fix Bill. I felt like there was way too much Bill redundancy. Yeah. I know he's like one of the main characters and he's a focus in it, but that doesn't take away from the fact that He's just got way too much stuff that could have been cut. The basement scene with Georgie where he shoots his own child self in the head with some kind of like 
gun and yeah with like the cattle the cattle gun or whatever that yeah bolt the bolt shooter yeah like i know he's getting over like the fear of feeling like georgie's death was on him and all this stuff yeah i I get that but it doesn't have to be beaten into the dirt with like you let me die down there going to the sewer um i know he has to obtain his token but there's there's just so much stuff like him with that kid like just yelling like i don't care what you have to do tell your parents just lie get out of town I'm like rolling my eyes like uh, I could have cut this scene like oh and another thing I would have cut was him running after into the fair because if he's gonna go help that kid and he's breaking away from the group he already knows that the only way that he's gonna kill Pennywise through the the people prophecy of Chude was that they have to band together so there's stuff with him like breaking off from them that I don't think fits him and it it gives us a hacky way of killing another kid was him going to the fair yeah like we all get that they have to separate to go get their artifact Mm -hmm. so they could do the the chud ritual but he gets like an extra side story yeah yeah i think you're right like it just served to kill another kid yeah and i understand you want to get more killing kids time but Sorry. I mean, who doesn't? I've framed that like I'm talking to like the producers or some shit. I don't know. But like, I get that. But at the cost of feeling like every scene's just dragging on, especially when the character speaks with a speech impediment, it's like, I don't know. It's just more screen time for someone who you could have cleaned up these scenes and had less exposure and it still feel like everybody's getting the same amount of time. Now I'm just thinking about you saying the Billy Madison, today, Junior. Today, Junior. God. Yeah. Either I'm gonna just deflect, or I'm gonna have to just own that as like gonna say to James McAvoy. I don't know. I haven't decided. So terrible. JC, what's your first fix, man? Man. Man. All right, my first fix has to do also with just taking some things out because the first film was all kids. I wanted the second film to be mostly adults, but there's so much kids mm-hmm. in the second one. Yeah. So much kids. And I'm like, why am I watching the kids again? And why am I watching the kids hang out after the ending of the first movie? That's like the part of the movie that nobody wants to see, like, <laughs> like after the ending yeah they're just like when everything's fine when everything's fine nobody wants to watch that movie nobody wants to watch when the prince finally gets with the princess they don't want to see you know them like their first fight (laughs) (laughs) like their first fight or just them like picking out curtains like i I don't need to see that and that's what this movie felt like to me was picking out curtains (laughs) the way that i would do that is i would get rid of the whole the whole clubhouse thing Like, I did not understand why they needed to hang out in a hole-in-the-ground clubhouse. All those scenes, I felt like, could have just been completely cut out. But they used the clubhouse for various things. Mm. Ben is getting buried in it when he's fighting Pennywise. And also, they Mm -hmm. come up with the shower cap thing for Stanley because they can't think of a better (laughs) artifact for him. Because they're like, okay, all these kids have artifacts. What are we going to do for... Oh, crap. What are we going to do for Stanley? Oh, I forgot about him. Shit. They're like, "Uh, let's have him make them wear shower caps in the clubhouse yeah Yeah. shower cap will be stanley's thing i'm like no real stretch like get rid of the clubhouse 
also get rid of the entire scene where Stanley is doing the, I guess it's his bar mitzvah type thing, where he's up at the front of the temple and he's giving his whole speech about being a man. And then he's like, suddenly he's throwing out the F word and like running out of the temple. I'm like, what is this? His adult character isn't even in this movie. Yet I'm seeing him as a kid, like for a whole 10 minutes here. Like, what the heck's going on? Like, I would cut out the clubhouse, the bar mitzvah stuff. And I would make Stanley's artifact just maybe his yarmulke because he was the Jewish one in the in the group. Right. And um, I think we could get rid of a lot of the kid stuff. Even young Bill riding on the bike with Bev hugging his back. I don't even need to see that because, like, I already know that they kissed. And then they kiss again in this movie in the hotel. I don't need to see more of their romance as kids at all. All of the kid stuff out Mm -hmm. it's not necessary i just want to watch a movie about the adults because i watched the kids Mm -hmm. movie already yeah that would have cut a lot of it out and that would have helped okay we are watching chapter two we're not having to see a lot of redundancy thanks man so when i was young i wanted a a clubhouse yeah who didn't i always asked my dad for one i had a giant tree in my backyard and he never built me one and then the first like time I come home from college, he built himself a clubhouse in the tree. <gasps> and his friends were hanging out in there. Your dad? dad? So rude. My dad was the original Pennywise. <laughs> you did you did get raised on the carnival circuit, didn't you? It's like, we, we, I can't build you a clubhouse, son. The road is our home. What the hell? <laughs> the, road, <laughs> the road is our home. Weird. <laughs> Lady one, you got another fix for me. I do. Okay. My second fix is about Mike. Mm. I couldn't tell if Mike was supposed to be dumb, like if it was written that way or if that was just like a weird performance choice. But didn't he seem like kind of weirdly out of touch? So I know that he stayed in Derry, so he never forgot everything and right. he never really moved on from that summer. But he did age. And it's not like a thing that like people in Derry don't grow up. They do. They grow up and they forget what happened. So like he just seemed so naive and clueless. But he's the one who is bringing the losers back together. He's got the plan. He knows what we need to do. He has the solution. He just needs everybody to trust him. And then it should be a huge twist that his plan is not working and it's not what he thought it was and that Pennywise makes him doubt his plan. Except for like literally the whole movie, I was like, nah, I don't think this is going to work. He doesn't seem that confident. <laughs> like, it, I and I just can't understand because I never read the book, sorry, if that is the way it's written or if that was just kind of the way it was portrayed. He needed to seem confident in his plan and super smart and well-researched and organized and instead he just seemed like some sketchy dude living in the attic who like had a weird plan and it just it doesn't make it as dramatic when it doesn't work you wanted mike to be completely 100 percent confident in this plan and seem like somebody who just had his shit together yeah instead he seemed like a sketchy weirdo <laughs> he seemed like a, a crackhead like his dad Ugh, like i would i wouldn't just do like whatever random plan that guy told me to do either like, no. I didn't blame any of the losers for being yeah. like, no, I'm out. No, because he freaking drugged his friend so that his, <laughs> yeah. so that his friend would man. trip. Like, Mike, I don't know if you're all there, buddy. Like, I think you might have been hanging out with these, like, with the, the Indians a little too long. Uh, 
I think like Richie saying, fuck this, I'm out of here, I'm going home was probably the smartest yeah. thing in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I would have called shotgun with Richie. I would have been like, let's go, dude. <laughs> I would have called shotgun. I'm not coming back to dairy. <laughs> dairy can kiss my dairy air. I'm out of here. <laughs> Mustachio, do you got a second fix? Yes. Okay, so the ending. I I have uh problems with the ending where the, the losers club just like shouts like insults at Pennywise and <laughs> makes him yeah. small. Um <laughs> Yeah, where they fight bullying with bullying. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's, yeah, and, there's another good good message for twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Bullying was the answer all along. Fight everything with it and insults and slander. I I wanted the ending to be different. I wanted it to be more of like, so if the the people of Chewed, like the thing that Mike scratched out, where it showed all of them getting like kind of impaled to get together on this vine looking like thing. I wanted the I wanted them to realize that they don't only have to sacrifice a token. They have to sacrifice themselves in order to (gasps) defeat it. Because if this is all about like getting over fear and getting past it, just shouting insults doesn't to me work. How about getting past the fear as in like you take that leap um, and that leap meaning you have to give your life to take its. And I wanted that to be like the end. Like they could have been separated into twos like Eddie and Richie and then Bill and Mike and then Ben and Bev. And they could have had to have fought the three deadlights, like single oh. it out. And then, mm-hmm. like, have to realize that they have to sacrifice themselves. And in those, the deadlights become separated, less powerful. It is getting, like, almost separated. And so when they're getting, like, impaled together, they're realizing that they're taking its life away from it. Uh, Stanley had it right when he was killing himself. Yes. Like, there could have been something tied in with his ultimate sacrifice as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely would have been more dark and uh probably more poignant because they you know a bunch of them survived except eddie and then they had like a nice little hallmark ending where uh their lives were better (laughs) yeah that would have felt like more of like a dramatic ending and less of like this thing just deflating into this tiny little like mask it's like come on this is the ultimate universe like killer eater of worlds as he calls himself and it's like Come on, just shouting like, you're an old woman, you're a sad clown, that's just not good enough for me. Yeah. Wasn't there like a little like Peter Bogdanovich cameo where he's the director mm-hmm. changing the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, this this change in the, the ending would make that have a lot more weight of like, hey, this is a nod. And Stephen King's nodding at it too. He's mm. like, yeah, I know you hated the book ending. Change it. Yeah. Whatever. I like it. That would be cool if it was like a, a wink that it's coming. Uh-huh. Damn, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> JC, you got a, You got a final fix for us? Yeah, my final fix has to do with Richie. So in this movie, they make Richie gay. That's not in the in the books. In the movie, he gets bullied by Henry Bowers, the big bully of this movie. And of course... Um, it frees Bowers from prison. Well, it, with the help of a uh, zombie chauffeur, frees <laughs> Bowers from prison. And then Bowers is in the movie a little bit, causing a little bit of trouble. But then he's, he, uh, Eddie kills him. 
and he's not a major part of the movie anymore. I thought if they were going to free him, we could make him a bigger part of the movie, and we could also make the revelation that Richie is gay and the fact that he was bullied by Bowers for being gay be uh, more integral to the the story because it's just kind of glossed over, I thought. Like, you get that he liked Eddie. He's carving the E into the bridge at the end of the movie, but he never truly confronts Bowers and he never truly confronts that he is gay. So I have it to where Bowers also appears in the sewer, the rest of the characters, and Richie actually has to tell Bowers, yes, I am gay. And he confronts him about being gay and he ends up killing Bowers or something like that. But I want him to finally be extremely open about it. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm gay. And that that was his fear. And now that fear is gone now that he's out in the open. And that's what gives him the strength yeah. to fight Pennywise. Maybe Eddie finds out and Eddie's got a funny comment about it. It would be nice for Eddie to know that Richie, you know, loved him for years, was essentially his childhood crush. If you're going to make him gay and have it be a big part of his character that he's hiding it because that was, you know, the Paul Bunyan thing and it appearing on the Paul Bunyan statue was about him hiding it. I know your secret, yeah, you know. Yeah. I know your secret, your dirty little secret. Having it not be a secret anymore is him shedding that fear. Side note, that Paul Bunyan scene, that was something that uh, Stephen King wanted added to the script. That felt like some Simpsons Treehouse of Horror stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So without further ado, I think we should consider this movie Screen 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 Fit. All right. Lady One, you got a final thought? Me? Yep. I do have a final thought. So... The day after I saw this movie, the next morning I was driving home from my workout and there was one of those like open house signs like stuck in the grass next to the road and it just had two red balloons tied to it. And I was like, no one is going to that open house. What have you done? I mean, Pennywise could be a realtor. It's possible. He's killing it on the selling the home market. (laughs) If If I have a final thought, it would be that Oh, I kind of want to like note that the girl that stood me up in April, <laughs> she uh, she was with me the second time I saw this movie, and she was kind of <laughs> helping me. Oh movies. my god! Yeah, yeah, it makes me so happy. Ah, oh, I hope mm-hmm. you're, I hope you're, I hope you're wrapping it up. I don't mean the show. I mean your genital. <laughs> yeah, she agreed with like like we were, <laughs> we were kind of bouncing off each other with like these fixes. And one of her big ones was the dirty underwater kissing oh, in the lake. Oh, so gross. She was like, that, uh-uh. You. Yeah. They're going to get an amoeba. That was nasty. Yeah. Well, I hope maybe it'll be the first screen fix wedding. <laughs> screen we fix, have a screen fix bells. baby, and then we'll have a screen fix wedding. That's going to be so embarrassing if she listens to this. I love it. Oh, yeah. she She's going right. to run as soon as she hears that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She didn't run with the Holly Hunter thing, so maybe she won't run to hearing about a screen fix wedding. JC, <laughs> JC, do you like? Uh, what's your What's your final thought, man? Yeah, uh, my final thought is this movie was loaded with references to the thing. They had the spider head. They had a dog that burst into a grotesque 
dog alien thing mm-hmm. they got the line you've got to be fucking kidding me like those are all the thing homages and i have been trying to make the connection there and i just can't other than the people making this movie really like the thing like it was just it was very it was a little strange yeah. to me to see so many so many homages to the thing you gotta be fucking kidding all right, so Lady One, why don't you send us home? If you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at screenfixpod, and you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Screenfix Podcast. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Libsyn, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And we would absolutely love it if you would rate the show. Give us five stars, pretty please. Uh, write a review. We'll read it on the show next episode and um, tell a friend if you're enjoying it. Yeah, we also have a Patreon account where you can donate to the show if you're enjoying it. We have some sweet perks for you there. And uh, yeah, Patreon, Screen Fix Podcast. All right. Why don't we leave everybody with... Okay, we'll leave them with quotes from Pennywise that we may or may not even remember how he said it. (laughs) This movie didn't stick in my brain. Mustachio, our resident impressionist, why don't you go first? I know your secret, your dirty, dirty secret. (laughs) So good. Oh my God. You freak me out, dude. Okay, I'll just say this one. Kiss me, fat boy. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded terrible. All right, you got one, Lady Wan? People always make fun of me for the way I look. <laughs> I can't do it at all. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna it's happen. great. It's go, great. Go, go. <laughs> all right, everybody. Tune in. Next time, we're going to be fixing, I think, uh, who knows, Rambo? Something. I don't know. We'll fix something. You'll see us. We're not going anywhere. Screen fix. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. That should be it, chapter 11, because they are bankrupt of ideas. (laughs) That was good.